This is Dr. Benny Tate, and I would like to thank you for tuning in to this week's message at Rock Springs Church. Wherever you are, I hope that this message encourages you and helps you grow in your walk with God. Here's this week's message from Rock Springs Church. I want to talk to you today on Mother's Day about a woman who made a difference. A woman who made a difference. And our text verse is found in the book of Romans. Romans chapter 16, verses 1 and 2. The scripture says, I commend unto you Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of the church, which is at Sincorea, that you receive her in the Lord as become of saints, that you assist her in whatsoever business she have need of. For she hath been a sucker of many and of myself also. A woman who made a difference. I love the story about a mother. She was very hypercritical and she was just hypercritical of everything and she was so critical that her son literally moved away. And uh, he met a young lady and decided that she was to be his bride. And he was going to introduce her to his mother for the very first time. So he had a unique plan. That night they were going to have dinner with his mother, but he did something a little bit unusual. He brought three other ladies so he, his mother, and these four ladies, they had dinner together. They spent the evening together. And the next day, he calls his mom and he says, Mama, guess which one I'm going to marry? She said, Son, it's the one with the short hair. And he said, Well, Mom, how did you know? She said, I knew because I didn't like her. Well, folks, I'll be honest with you, that's funny. There's, a, there's nobody in here to laugh about it right now. And I long, for the, I long for the day when I can tell a joke and there's somebody here to laugh. I heard about a teacher that was teaching her class about a, a magnet. And she was explaining just what a magnet does. I mean, she spent quite a bit of time, and she was talking about a magnet. And, and, and the very next day, she said, now, boys and girls, what starts with an M has six letters and picks everything up. And over a half of the class said, mother, mother. Well, we thank God for mothers, and certainly mothers make an impact. Abraham Lincoln said, no one is poor who has a godly mother. Now, on this, on this Mother's Day, I could have preached about wonderful mothers. I could have preached about Sarah. I, I could have preached about a wonderful lady by the name of, of Hannah. I, I, I could have preached about uh, the mother of Jesus, Mary. But I, I wanted to talk about a very special lady in the Bible. I wanted to talk about a lady that made a substantial impact. And that's why today 
I want to talk to you about Phoebe. Yes, about Phoebe. Literally, her name means shining one. Shining one. You know, the Bible says in Matthew 5 and 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. Glorify your Father which art in heaven. Phoebe was a, a shining one. And this lady that perhaps you've never heard a sermon about, I want to, there was only 50 words written about her. I want to take her and I want to talk about her today. And there's four things that I want you to see about Phoebe. First of all, I want you to see she was a sister in Christ. She was a sister in Christ. Now, Paul's writing the book of Romans. He, he was at Corinth, and he wrote uh, the book of Romans to the church at Rome. But in Romans 16, verse 1, look what he said. I commend unto you, Phoebe, our sister. Paul said, she's my sister. Now, here's what I want you to understand. How do you become a sister? How do you become a brother? The Bible tells us. It's in John 1, 11 and 12. He came into his own, and his own received him not. What does that mean, Pastor? It means that Jesus came into the Jewish people. They were, they were his chosen people. He came into his, the Jewish people. The Jewish people did not receive him. That was his own people. By the way, he was not. He was, he was a Jew. Okay. But look what verse 12 says. But as many as received him. That's us. That, that's Gentiles. To them gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. You know why Phoebe was a sister? Because she had accepted Jesus Christ as her personal Savior. Now, now get this. She was a Gentile. In biblical times, in biblical times, uh, Gentiles were seen as unclean. Do you realize in biblical times, if you was a Jew, you would not go under the roof of a Gentile? Do you realize in biblical times there was not intermarriage between Jews and Gentiles? I've got one better than that. In biblical times, Jews referred to Gentiles as dogs. But get this. Paul said, Phoebe's my sister. Phoebe's my sister. I want you to understand something, folks. It matters not if we're Asian, Hispanic, Caucasian, African-American, when we come to know Jesus Christ, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. I long for the day when the churches in America look like heaven. I long for the day when churches in America are represented by every nationality. I long for the day when we realize, folks, that if we think because we're a certain race, we're superior to somebody else. That's racism, racism at its highest form. Would you know something? God created us all. God created us all equal. We're all God's creation. And when we come under the blood of Jesus Christ, we're all God's children. Paul said, wait, you may see Phoebe as a dog, but she is my sister in Christ. 
my sister in Christ. I want you to say something. Concerning that sister in Christ, moms, I want you to know something. Grandmothers, I want you to know something. The greatest thing that you can do for your children, the greatest thing that you can do for your children is accept and live for Jesus Christ. The greatest thing you can do is accept Christ and live a life that personifies and exemplifies Jesus Christ. Look what the Bible says in 2 Timothy 1 and 5. Paul's writing this book. It's just a book. It's just a, it's just a letter that he wrote to his son in the Lord, Timothy. And he said, Timothy, I'm reminded of your sincere faith. I, I, I see your sincere faith, which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. And I'm persuaded now it lives in you also. He said, Timothy, you came to Christ because you saw something in your mother Eunice. You saw something in your grandmother Lois. Paul understood that Timothy's dad was a pagan Greek. Moms, moms, that single mom, you listen to me. You listen to me, single mom. Timothy's dad was, was, was not a believer in any capacity. It was that mother that impacted that boy, and he became one of the great men of God. I want you to know something. I came to Christ because my mother came to Christ. And I saw the transformation. I saw the difference in my mom's life. I saw how Christ changed her life. It wasn't so much what she said to me. She didn't, she didn't necessarily try to teach me the Bible. But I looked at my mother's life and I saw a difference. The greatest thing, Mom, you can do, the greatest thing you can do for your children is accept Jesus and live for him. See, she was a, a sister in Christ. But I'll tell you something else about Phoebe. She was a servant in the church. The, the Bible says she was at a church at Sincrea. It was, a, it was a port city uh, nine miles from Corinth. It was, it, was, it, was a, it was a church plant. But I want you to get this. She was a part of the church. I want you to know something, folks. We're still a church. Yeah, yeah, yes. A, a, a church is, 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 church is not an event you attend. Church is a family that you're a part of. And she was a part of the church at Sincrea. You know what's so interesting? Every, every Sunday since we've been in this corona situation, I, I get up and I receive an offering and I say, if you're not a part of our church, don't, don't give to our church. Last Sunday, there was a lady that drove 45 miles from Conyers, Georgia, and she showed up. And she was knocking on the office door. And she said, I'm here because that preacher keeps saying, don't give unless you're a part of the church. I want to become a part of the church. And I drove here today because I want to become a member of Rock Springs Church. So, well, Pastor Benny, uh, I, I, I want to become a part of the church too. Uh, 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 can, 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 I, can I become a part of the church? Yes, you can. And folks, there's information on the screen right now.
There's information on the screen right now that you're looking at, and it's going to show you how you can become a part of Rock Springs Church. And then uh, there's a chat host there that will interact with you. But I want you to see Phoebe was in the church, but, but get this, folks. She was not only a member of the church, but she was a servant in the church. You know, when, when Paul wrote this to the Romans, he addressed 26 people. Verses 3 through verse 16, 26 people. But if you look, nine of them were women. Folks, I've been preaching since I was 17. Let me tell you something. Many places that I've gone to, there wouldn't be a church if it wasn't for the women. There wouldn't be a church if women hadn't been faithful because many times men had neglected their responsibilities. And that was Phoebe. She was a servant. Get real. Perhaps it's always been that way. If you read Luke chapter 8, verses 2 and 3, it was women. It was Mary Magdalene. It was Joanna, it was Susanna that funded the ministry of the Lord. Thank God for people that are willing to serve. Phoebe was a servant in the church. One of my favorite places to eat is a place called Lambert's Restaurant. And a while back, I had some of my pastors, and we were in Lambert's Restaurant, and uh they were throwing rows. It's a unique place. You go and they, they throw rows, and you can put apple butter on those rows, and you can put honey on those rows, and you can put uh, all kind of stuff. You, you, you can put uh, apple butter. You, you name it. You can put anything on those rows. They're delicious. And they had this one guy, and he was rolling around, and he had the basket, and he was throwing rolls, and people were hollering, I want to roll, I want to roll, I want to roll. And this guy was working himself to death, and the rest of us, we were just sitting there wanting rolls. I thought, my God, this is the average church in America. The average church in America is full of people singing, standing on the promises. But all they want to do is sit on the premises. The average church in America, most people, many people in America's favorite song is, I shall not be moved. And they're saying, oh, pastor, why don't the church have this? Why don't the church have that? Hey, you are the church. But the problem is, many times we come to church with a billboard and we want the preacher to, Give us just what we need and then burp us at the back door. Let me tell you something. God doesn't want us running around with a billboard. No. God doesn't want people with a billboard. God wants people with a towel. With a towel. Take the bill off. Put the towel on and say, I'm here to serve. God's created all of us to serve. The greatness of a person's not determined by the number of people that serve them. The greatness of a person's determined by the number of people they serve. Phoebe, she was a sister in Christ. But I'll tell you something else. She was a servant in the church. As a pastor at one church for 30 years, thank God for people that are willing to serve on a committee other than the advisory committee. Thank God 
for people that are willing to just roll up their sleeves and say, I'm willing to serve. Folks, let me tell you something. I learned a long time ago. <laughs> you don't have time to rock the boat if you're busy rowing. And we need people that are willing to row the boat because if you're rowing the boat, you won't have time to rock the boat. That's a good tweet, by the way. She was a servant in Christ. She was a sister in Christ, a servant in the church. But let me tell you something else. <laughs> she was a saint in the community. That's what verse 2 says. Verse 2 says that you receive her in the Lord as become of saints. You know what was interesting? The word saint, singular, is one time in the Bible. But the word saints, plural, is 60 times in the Bible. Saints. You tell me God didn't want us to be a part of a, a church family? God didn't want us to interact Somebody said, we got we to socially distance. No, no, we got to physically distance. We don't need to socially, socially distance. We need one another. Think about it. What is, what is ultimate punishment in prison? Solitary, solitary confinement. We need one another. We need saints. We need each other. Especially during this time, we need each, each other. Now, get this. What is a saint? You say, well, pastor, that's someone that's been canonized by the Pope. No, no, no. A saint is a person that's separated by God, separated for the work of God. See, I'm convinced that today the church is too worldly and the world's too churchy. See, somebody said, oh, uh, 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 we, have to, we have to become like them. No, 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 no. Get this closely. You don't have to become like them to reach them, but you do have to like them to reach them. We won't make a difference until we are different. Hear me closely. We're in this world in contact, but we're not in this world in conduct. God's called us to be different. The Bible says, Wherefore come ye out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean, and I will receive you. First John 2, 15. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Ephesians. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. God wants us to be different. The, the, the Bible is very clear in Colossians 1 and 10. We're to walk worthy of the Lord. The Bible is very clear in Philippians 1 and 27 uh, that, that, that we, our conversation, should be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. I read a story one time about a little boy. He was barefoot. He was in New York City looking through this glass department store wall, barefoot, snow on his body. And he was looking at a pair of shoes. And a lady walks up. And she says, son, let's go inside. And they go inside. And she says to that store owner, can I get six pairs of socks? And then she says to that store owner, by chance, do you have a warm bowl of water? 
and maybe a, ta- a towel. And she takes that little boy in that warm bowl of water and a towel and she uh, washes his feet. Then she dries his feet. And then she takes those socks and puts them on that little boy's feet and gives him the five other pair and puts those shoes that he'd been gazing at on his feet. Then they walk outside and she says to that little boy, I know now you're more comfortable, aren't you? He said, yes, I am. And she said, Sonny, you have a good day. And he said, ma'am, can I ask you something? She said, sure. He said, are you God's wife? Are you God's wife? Let your light so shine. Phoebe was that shining one. She was a sister in Christ. She was a servant in the church. She was a saint in the community. But I want you to see something else. She had a significant contribution. She had a significant contribution. Now, you know, when Paul wrote the book of Romans, he had actually never been to Rome. You remember he wanted to go to Rome, and if you study your Bible, he actually did go to Rome, but not like he thought he was going to go to Rome. He actually went to Rome as a prisoner. But he wrote this book. He was at Corinth when he wrote this book. And he, this book that he addressed to uh, 26 people in verses 3 through 16, there was a lady by the name of Phoebe. And he said, Phoebe, I want you to take this book, 617 miles. I don't know why he didn't entrust a man to do it, but he didn't. He entrusted a lady named Phoebe. And he said, Phoebe, I want you to take this book over the land and the sea, and I want you to take it to the church at Rome. And she did just that. It was canonized and became a part of the Word of God. But I thank God on this morning for Phoebe because, see, she didn't only take that book to the church at Rome, but she took that book to us. (laughs) She took that book to us. And I read in that book, Romans 3 and 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I read in that book that I was a sinner, but I also read in that book, Romans 5 and 8, that God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I read that I was a sinner in that book, but I read that Jesus Christ died for me. And I read in Romans 6 and 23, the wages of sin was death, but the gift of God was eternal life. Then I read in Romans 8 and 1 that there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. And I read in Romans 8 and 9 that when I came to Christ, I received the Holy Spirit. And I read in Romans 8 and 28 that God's working everything. I've crawled up on this promise so many times 
that God is working the good, the bad, and the ugly for my good. That God is working all things together for my good, even when I don't understand. And I read in Romans 8 and 31 that if God be for us, who can be against us? And I read in Romans 8 and 37 that we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. So if I could speak to Phoebe, I'd say to Phoebe, Phoebe, thank you. Thank you for being so faithful because this book has greatly blessed my life. And perhaps today, on this Mother's Day, you'd like to say maybe to your wife, Maybe to your mom, thank you. I appreciate you. I commend you. Thank you, mom. Maybe to your wife, thank you, honey, because you've made a great impact on my life. Somebody said the stages of motherhood. Four years of age, my mommy can do anything. Eight years of age, my mom knows a lot. 12 years of age, my mom doesn't really know quite everything. 14 years of age, naturally, mother doesn't know that either. 16 years of age, mother, she's hopelessly old-fashioned. 18 years of age, that old woman, she's way out of date. 25 years of age, well, she might know a little bit about it. 35 years of age before we decide, let's get mom's opinion. 45 years of age, I wonder what mom would have thought about it. 65 years of age, I sure wish I could talk it over with mama. I want you to know something. Phoebe, she was a sister in Christ. She was a servant in the church. She was a saint in the community. And she made a significant contribution. Ladies, I want you to know something. You can make a significant contribution. Every man, woman, boy, or girl can make a significant contribution. But it begins with becoming a person of faith. So today, if you don't know Christ, you don't have the assurance that if you died, you would go to heaven. You can. You can know that you know that you know. And so today, right where you're at, you may be at the lake, Maybe in a boat, maybe in your yard, maybe in your bedroom, in an automobile, wherever you're at. See, I want you to know something. I didn't accept Christ in a church. I was in my home, and I bowed my head, and I prayed a simple prayer, and Christ came into my heart. You can do the very same thing. Right now, I want you to know you can be forgiven.
no matter what you've done. See, nobody is so good. You're not so good that you don't need a Savior. But you're also not so bad that Jesus Christ can't save you. So right where you're at, bow your head and pray this prayer with me. Just bow your head right there and pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. But God, I'm sorry for my sin. I'm so sorry I want to change. I believe that you died on the cross for my sin. And I confess them to you right now. Come into my heart, Lord. Come into my life and forgive me. Now, thank you, God, for forgiving me. Thank you, God, that I'm right with you. Thank you, God, that as of right now, I'm your child because I have accepted Jesus. Thank you for forgiving me. Amen. Friend, I want you to know something. Christ came into your heart. You're my sister. You're my brother. Christ came into your heart. Friend, I trust the message today has spoken to your heart. And if you've never accepted Christ as your personal Savior, I want to challenge you to do that today. It's the greatest decision you'll ever make. And I've often said, it's as simple as ABC. A stands for acknowledge. You've got to acknowledge that you're a sinner. B stands for believe. You've got to believe that Christ and His blood was shed on the cross for your sin. And then C, you simply must confess your sins to Him. I want to encourage you right now to repeat a simple prayer with me. I'll pray the prayer. You repeat it with me if you'd like to accept Christ as your personal Savior. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. But God, I'm sorry for my sin. I'm so sorry I want to change. I believe that you died for my sin. And I confess my sin to you right now. Come into my heart, Lord, and forgive me of all my sin. Now thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. Thank you for coming in to my life. Amen. Friend, congratulations on the greatest decision that you'll ever make. And I want you to know, this decision is not based on how you feel right now. Because God's not a feeling. He's a fact. This decision is based on the fact that you have done what God's Word says you must do to have eternal life. So congratulations on the greatest decision you'll ever make, and thank you for being with us today. God bless you, and we'll see you soon.